One size fits all seems like a good idea for clothes until you try them on. Same goes for healthcare. That's why United Healthcare offers flexible, budget friendly coverage for medical, vision, dental, and more. Learn more at uh1.com. Everyone knows therapy is great for solving problems, but getting therapy has its own problems too, like finding the right therapist, fitting into their schedule, and of course, the cost. Well, BetterHelp can solve those problems. It's totally online and built around your schedule. It's surprisingly affordable too. Connect with a credentialed therapist by phone, video, or online chat, all from the comfort of your home. Visit BetterHelp.com to learn more and save 10% on your first month. That's BetterHelp, H-E-L-P. Since 2013, Bombas has donated over 100 million socks, underwear, and t-shirts to those facing homelessness. If we counted those on air, this ad would last over 1,157 days. But if we counted the time it takes to make a donation possible, it would take just a few clicks. Because every time you make a purchase, Bombas donates an item to someone who needs it. Go to bombas.com slash ACAST and use code ACAST for 20% off your first purchase. That's bombas.com slash ACAST, code ACAST. Welcome to the HIV Podcast. Each week, we focus on a person, historical event, or pop culture moment linked to HIV and explore the story of what actually happened. I'm Sarah. And I'm Jess. And between us, we've been working in the field of HIV for 40 years. Our aim is to get as many people as possible HIV educated. You moved your mouth in and no words came out. I didn't hear any sound. I didn't know I was starting. Oh, well, welcome to the HIV podcast and welcome, everybody. Friday the 1st of December to World AIDS Day. Excellent. Once a year it's landed, Sarah. Here we are. And we've tried to wear our ribbons, haven't we, so people can see when we make the videos. But because of how our videos are, we've sort of had to wear them extremely high up. It's quite an odd yeah. face. Yeah. <laughs> yes. Yeah. It's not how we'd normally wear them, but that's no. fine. We'll wear them on the shoulder today. So just let's do some business first, obviously. This wonderful episode is sponsored by AuraQuick. AuraQuick HIV self-test gives you more control, allowing you to test yourself accurately anytime, anywhere using an oral fluid sample. No blood, no needles, just results in 20 minutes. AuraQuick is easy, painless, proven and private. Available from Terence Higgins Trust, Superdrug, Amazon and pharmacies throughout the UK. Additional information can be found on uk.auraquick.com. And as always, we will put all that information below this episode. So thank you very much, AuraQuick. Oh, lovely. Beautifully read. In other news, panic stations yesterday. Oh. <laughs> Wasn't it? Well, yes. Yes, there were. Yes. Fair enough. <laughs> so Sarah has been a poorly princess. I have. I have. I've, I'm still poorly, Jess. Oh, and you're pulling yourself through just to do this on World AIDS Day. To do this. Yeah, yeah. I feel very grateful. And I have to say, I have the massive, massive thank you to say to friend of the podcast, Will Hampson, who I messaged in a total panic, being like, Sarah's not well. Um, could you step in if I need to record with you? Like, I'll leave the episode. And he was amazing. And he was like, yes, don't panic. If you need me, I'm there. If not, don't worry. So, Will, honestly, you you actually brought my blood pressure down quite a lot yesterday. I can't even tell you. Because <laughs> I was like, it's World AIDS Day, obviously one of the most important days in the HIV calendar. And my podcast partner may not be able to record. So you saved me, Will. Oh, I would have done. I would, I would, I'd still have recorded it. With we the sixth just, bucket on with one my side. Sick bowl here. Yes. Yes. Oh. So, you know, sick bowls. So uh, 
I've been having a conversation about this in my household. So this is quite pertinent that you've been using a sick bowl a lot. So did you grow up with a sick bowl where it was also used as like a cake mixing bowl or putting the crisps in bowl? Right, me too. But Ben thinks that is horrendous. And he's like, absolutely not. If it's a sick bowl, it does not go back in the kitchen cupboard. It does not get used for anything. I was like, but I've washed it. That's just life. Oh, so yes, my sick bowl, what a conversation to have. Was it's a mixing bowl, but not not the best mixing bowl. It's like oh. a reserve mixing bowl. Yeah, exactly. But I will put that through the the dishwasher now. Exactly. You're not you're not you're not vomiting in your La Crochet. Like that's not no. what I'm saying. But I'm saying it's it's one of your rubbishy ones. But you are still going to put it back in the kitchen. So did Ben have his like a separate sick? How posh is Ben's family when they know. have bowls just to be sick in? Do you think he had those ones like at the hospital, the disposable ones? Oh, yeah. I'll have to ask him. I haven't actually asked him what he used to be sick into. Most of the conversation has just centred around how disgusting I am, if I'm honest. Rich, we don't have bowls for different things. Well, I don't. No, I don't. I know, exactly. How fancy are they? But anyway, Sarah, I am so glad you are here. Thank you for joining me because I know you're still not feeling 100%. So I'm very happy to have you here with me. I've loads of thank yous to do. First of all... Obviously, people would have seen that we sent out um, some gorgeous little packages for World Age Day to people. Now, we only had a limited amount to send out. We wanted to send them out to literally everybody, but obviously we couldn't. But we want to say a huge thank you to Mark Tilling from the Chocolate Academy. So he is the person that designed, created, made and donated those chocolates um, to us that we could send out. And we hope you all understood the premise of it. I feel like some people didn't get the premise. What, of the chocolate? Not of the chocolate, of our whole package. So we sent tea bags, a coaster and some chocolates. And the idea is get the kettle on, stick your tea in your mug on your coaster, get your chocolates out, put on an episode of the HRE podcast, have a little listen on World AIDS Day. You know Mark Tillin, he's like a real life Willy Wonka. Really? What, chocolate person, isn't he? He's, oh, I see, I see. Is that what we're calling chocolate people? The Willy yes. Wonkers of the world? Yes. <laughs> I'm sure that's what he wanted, Sarah, when he did, you know, his very, because they have to do like real qualifications and stuff, don't they? I'm sure that's what he wanted. I'm the Willy Wonka. Yeah, that's what he aspired to. He doesn't have Oompa Loompas, I don't think. Oh, let's not get back into that chat, Sarah. He is a very, very talented man. We've tried the chocolates, didn't we? Oh. Because the first thing we did when they were delivered was sample them. We did. Encouraged, but... encouraged by Sean. Yes, Our yes, boss. that's true. Sean the boss, who Sean, by the way, also went, should we open some more? I was like, ah, no, stop it. Absolutely not. No more. You can all have a morsel each. That is it. So, oh, they were just delicious. Yeah, they were absolutely gorgeous. So also, thank you to everyone who's been sharing on social media and tagging in the podcast. And, you know, we wanted to raise awareness of World AIDS Day. But of course, you know, we want to raise awareness of the podcast because the more people that listen, the more people getting HIV educated. Yep, Simples. absolutely. And also, thank you very much to Outcast UK. We had a lovely time with them this week, didn't we? Recording for their World AIDS Day episode with lovely, lovely Graham. Isn't he just the best? He really is. I'm really looking forward to working more together in the new year, which we're planning yeah. to do. Um, we had such a laugh doing that, didn't we? He's just a lovely person. And, you know, it's so lovely to be able to talk to anyone about HIV. But he, oh, he's just amazing. I feel like Outcast UK is sort of similar to us in the respect of we're, we don't necessarily have all the popular opinions. Yeah. Yes, right? that's very true. We should be called the Unpopular Opinion HIV podcast. <laughs> 
go and check out that that episode and just go and check out the podcast in general so that's outcast uk obviously you can find them on all major podcast platforms but um sarah i feel like we're psychic right really yeah because whenever we put an episode out it seems to just serendipitously go alongside whatever is like relevant happening in the news alongside that thing so obviously we've just done two episodes around 2030 and if we're going to reach the goal of zero transmissions and I don't know if you saw the news, this was a couple of days ago, where basically they've announced another 20 million into this goal. Oh, I did see that. So 20 million um, is going to go into supporting the government's ambition to end new transmissions of HIV in England. That money is basically all going into opt-out testing in 46 new hospital sites, right? Don't get me wrong, that's great. So I'm not, this isn't like a total negative. But I'm sorry. So wait, we're gonna we're gonna put even more money into opt-out testing. Brilliant. But there's no more money going to sexual health services. And as we spoke about before, yeah, sexual health services had their funding cut over a, a five-year period. Go back to one of those episodes and listen to it. I also pinned this on an image on Instagram. They lost a billion pounds. So what we're doing? This is great. We're going to find more people. We're going to pick up more people that are positive that wouldn't have known through opt-out testing. But they're going to need HIV care in clinics in sexual health services, of which it would appear, and I can't find it, I've had a look this morning, that there is no extra money going into those. So I just don't understand this. I don't get it. Oh, okay. So they're going to find the people that need to be tested. And we both agree that opt-out testing in hospitals is a, is a brilliant initiative. Oh, I see what you're saying. But there's no funding for kind of the sexual health clinics or the charities that are going to be supporting those people. This is my understanding. So perhaps I'm wrong and someone's going to write in, but my understanding is that it's this is all around the expansion um, of the project. And it says, backed by 20 million in funding, the research will evaluate the testing program in 46 new sites across England. So, yeah, this is great that they're going to be evaluating and the opt-out testing found so many people that, that weren't aware they were positive. Hmm. But we're putting even more of a strain on our sexual yeah. health services. Like they're going to be at breaking point soon why aren't we talking about that but anyway i'm with you it doesn't make sense to me but no no just my rant for the day that was sarah which wasn't supposed to be in this episode at all as i said quite serendipitously i was like hang on we've we keep being asked about this don't we all throughout world aid day all the press we've done everyone keeps asking oh we're gonna gonna achieve 2030 and we're like no no i don't (laughs) think so (laughs) um But today, what we are doing is a special disclosure episode. So this will be the third disclosure episode that we've done this year. So the other two that we did was where we looked at who needs to know. Think insurance companies for like life insurance, things like that, versus who you want to know. So we did two whole episodes around that. And we sort of wanted this this episode to be a useful tool for advice if perhaps someone was thinking about disclosing or alternatively, they could maybe send this episode to somebody who they have disclosed to. Give them a bit of insight, maybe. Okay. And if you remember, we asked our listeners and across our social media to send us in voice notes around disclosure because we wanted to share the actual voices of our community so we can, Mm. you know, actually comes from them, not from us, which is very exciting. We're going to play some of those. We're going to discuss some of them. So to kick us right off, Sarah, I thought it was only right that we went all the way back to the beginning, right to the start of this podcast, to the very first few episodes that we ever did. Was it called HIV Hope and Charity then? I'm not sure. Yeah. So right yeah. back to the beginning, and we started off by having a chat with a few 
of our clients, didn't we? A few of our service users. And so I thought I would pick out some parts around disclosure from those and I'd play them. Bit of a blast from the past. Okay, so you ready? Although my husband has always listened and he never asked me how I got the HIV, but I could not talk to him. Mm. Because to me, I didn't think someone who is not HIV can listen, can understand understand, what I have to go through. I always think, well... In order for someone to feel the way I feel, they would, they should be HIV positive. Mm, mm. Um, I remember telling my brother that I was exhausted and he said, Oh, we are all exhausted. And I said, That's it. I'm not talking to him again. <laughs> <laughs> Loved that. So that was Sheila from right back in the day. Her brother's right, though. We are all exhausted, but, you know, perhaps he could have been slightly more sensitive. Imagine saying that when someone tells you. Well, we're all like that, really, aren't we? No. Okay, so we have um, another one. You have disclosed, actually, haven't you, to members of your family? Yeah, yeah. I've told my mum, my dad, my brother, my brothers, yeah. Not everyone in the family, but I think sometimes it goes around the family anyway because... I did say, look, I'm telling you, but don't tell anyone else. But there's gossip in every family, isn't there? Mm -hmm. Yeah, you know. But yeah, they were all very understanding. And uh, I think it gave my my mum a bit of a relief because I, when I did find out, I went quiet and I wouldn't answer the phone to anyone for a while. And she was worried about me. And then my brother had to get me to ring her. And then I was putting it off. And then I told her. And then she had to process it. And then she came back to me. And she's been really supportive, actually. I mean, if you'd said it to me when I first got diagnosed, I would think it's like, like really important and sort of like I was the only person in the world that had it or something. But now it's, it's kind of, I've got, I've got used to it. Yeah. I've got used to living with it. Um, I think that's quite an important point to make that it's, it's sometimes people are going to withdraw. What, when they get diagnosed, you mean? Yeah. Yeah. Like they said within that, Actually, their mum was relieved because once they knew, it was like, right, so this is the reason, you know. It's actually that relief of going, right, I know what's going on now. Yeah, because mums know, don't they? They know when something's up. Okay, so this is um, actually from the patron of our charity. Because you're so open, mm-hmm. what's your advice for people who are perhaps thinking about being more open about their diagnosis? Um well, you, you, you got to be comfortable in yourself, first of all, before you even think about it, because you've got to think of once it's once you said something or put it on, if you're brave enough to put it on Facebook, like some people do, once it's out there, you can't take it back. So you've got to really think about it. And mm-hmm. if you if you want to tell people, but like like I said, once you've told somebody, you can't take it back. So you've got to be really sure in yourself, long as you've got a good support around you, even if it is family. And and all friends, as long as you've got that support, if it does go a bit wonky. Okay. So think carefully about who you can find. Yes. Yes. Yeah. Deeply can, can figure out um, who you can trust with yeah. that information, basically. Yeah. Mark's very level-headed, isn't he? And he is very open about his status. Yeah. Um, Mark's one of our, uh, he's our patron, isn't he? I was yes. telling Sarah this earlier, but one of my dogs was barking. So <laughs> going to have to edit that bit out. So. Mark's our page, as Sarah said, he's very open about his data. He, yes, he is. But I think his advice is very sound, isn't it? Once you've told people, you, you can't kind of take that back. So it is worth considering who you tell 
And then it's interesting, isn't it? Like we said, with with family and your mum knowing that something's up, and all three of them, on the whole, received a, a good supportive response. Yeah, massively. And I also think what it just shows is everyone's different. We're not doing this episode and saying, here is the formula of how this is going to go perfectly. It, it's just not, that's just not life. Everyone's different. You're always going to get a different response, aren't you? So I think it's more just about listening to people's views and opinions around yeah. disclosure. Yes. So fast forward a little bit, Sarah. Come with me now to present day. And we've received some voice notes from our lovely listeners. We get to hear their voices. Oh, fabulous. Okay, what have they got to say? We've spoken about him earlier, the wonderful Will Hampson. And I love listening to him. I love his voice. So, right, here we go. Hello, everybody. This is not the author of The Lost Boys of Soho, William Hampson. And on your topic of disclosure, I disclose my status publicly when publishing the book of my experience when being blackmailed by a work colleague who'd threatened to expose my HIV status while working in a Soho gay bar. When I took control of the situation and disclosed to my colleagues myself, they were good about it. To a degree, HIV being treatable and new equals you meant it didn't come with all the drama and rhetoric of the past. Essentially, it was old news. I disclosed to my GP on diagnosis at the request of my HIV clinic, and this has been beneficial in speeding up treatment for other conditions that may be HIV related. I generally get priority appointments due to my status, so it has its perks. But other than that, I planned on disclosing to nobody because it's nobody's business. There is more to a person than HIV itself, and for many of us living with HIV, carrying the burden of the condition makes us stronger and more resilient. And I guess if you are thinking of disclosing, you have to take into account if others you may disclose to have the same strength and resilience to also carry that burden. And if you are thinking of disclosing, then just ensure that you are confident in dealing with some that may still be ignorant and those that have questions that may appear insensitive and intrusive. And in some instances, those well-meaning friends and family that become HIV experts overnight who bombard you with questions, alternatives and solutions. And recently, I was in the presence of someone using HIV stigma of the past in conversation. And while I had the urge to use my voice and disclose to make a stand, I felt my silence regarding my status to contradict their ignorance and my voice to educate them on HIV and U equals U to be much more beneficial because my HIV will never speak for me but I will always speak for it. I feel like we could just end the podcast now. That's it. Job done. Well done, Will. Thanks very much. Yeah, thanks, Will. That was amazing. Interesting. Very some, interesting. Some really good points, especially about the GP. And, you know, we haven't mentioned that before, perhaps being able to get priority appointments. Yeah, no, I didn't know that. So that is that's something to consider, isn't it? And I think what you have with Will is someone who is um, who has come to terms with his diagnosis and has got a very measured view of how he moves forward. Because yeah. I think when you get to that stage, it's kind of job done, isn't it? It's just something, yeah, it's just a long-term condition and it's just something that you don't have to share with people, but you can use it to kind of your advantage to educate people. He's just very good. Yeah. I love Will. I love that end part. Loved yeah. that. See, this is why I wanted to ask people because, you know, they can put it so much better than we ever could. Well, I just think they're all much more articulate than we are. Jen. Yeah, yeah, I know, Sarah, I know. <laughs> I was actually listening to the Outcast UK podcast, obviously re-listening to our episode going, what What am I talking about? The wording I use, Sarah, I mean, we need to work on that with me moving forward. I mean, I don't ever listen to anything we've done. I listen to our Brilliant. podcast. Brilliant. <laughs> 
just out here by myself. Quality control. But I haven't listened to Outcast. Oh, I just don't want to. We're talking about, you know, there's been no increase in HIV since gay and bisexual men were allowed to give blood. And I said, I don't think it goes far enough. But that's not what I meant. Because when I re-listened, I was like, that sounds like what I'm saying is it should be more restricted. That's not what I meant. I meant the opposite of what there isn't a point in having rules because what they should apply to all of us. They shouldn't just, do you know what I mean? Because we can all say whatever we like. I could say, you know, oh, um, no, I haven't slept with anyone for however long. Do you know what I mean? It's, it seems ridiculous that we still have these constricting rules. But the wording I used was they don't go far enough, which is sort of the opposite of what my point was. Oh, I don't think it came across like that at all. Oh, thank God. Otherwise, I, I would have stepped in and been like, I think what Jess is trying to say. No. Yeah. But I worry that you just know me too well and you're like, oh, yeah. I know what she means. It sounds terrible, but I'm with her. And also, I have a very short attention span, as we know. <laughs> so there is the possibility that I just switched <laughs> off and was thinking about what to have for my dinner. I bet you'll go and have a listen and go, oh, did we discuss that? Oh, <laughs> brilliant. Don't say because it was really fun and no, we no. had we discussed lots of really good topics. <laughs> but I don't want to listen to it and go, what a bunch of idiots. Us two, Graham's not. Yeah. In fact, yeah. he did very well to keep the whole thing together. Oh, poor Stephen Hart, right? And I only say poor Stephen Hart because when I was starting to put this together, obviously I was downloading everyone's voice notes so I could put them into like good audio files. And I had an absolute panic and thought I'd lost Stephen Hart. <gasps> Didn't bother to check. Straight away WhatsApped him. Stephen, disaster. My phone has deleted your voice note. I then straight away, two minutes later, I can see WhatsApp him saying, please ignore me. I've now found it. You see, I'm what so you are describing is just your general life. This is what I have to work with people every day. <laughs> it's just <laughs> constant calamities. Yeah. But it all chaos. comes good in the end. Yeah. Knee jerk reaction. Yeah. Just, yeah. Yeah. So anyway, I found it. Panic over. Thank you, Stephen, for being understand. He literally just came back. Glad you're all sorted. Talk soon. <laughs> Like, yeah, he's probably there. Like, she needs to calm down. Yeah, I bet he was just like, what a dickhead. Yes. (laughs) Right. And we always talk about Stephen Hart's dulcet tones. He does. He's got an amazing voice. So enjoy, Sarah, just for you. Hey, Jess and Sarah. It's Stephen Hart from um, Hart Talks and all those other things. And I'm just leaving you a message just to um, give my little piece for the show that you have got coming up. So basically what I would say to somebody um, about disclosure, um, when when you disclose to somebody, it doesn't change the person that's in front of you. They're still a human being. They still have feelings. They still um, laugh and cry and do all this, the same things as, you know, anybody else. Um, just because we have this virus in our body doesn't make us radioactive um and it's hard enough because i know as a person living with hiv i felt radioactive myself so when people around me treated me as if i was radioactive it just it made me feel very 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 sad and very very alone um i had a varied i really had a varied mix of of responses i had one friend who collapsed in the street and wailed <laughs> um yeah and I was comforting her, making her feel better. Um, I had other friends that just accepted it and just put their arms around me and said, it'll be okay, you know. Um, I had a really close friend who I was friends with for years, and she was very, very, she was a really good friend. And 
she gradually started to distance herself after I told her I was positive and she didn't explain why, you know, just kept missing our meeting, you know, when we were due to meet up and things. And eventually one night she phoned me after she'd had a couple of glasses of wine and she said, I can't bear to watch you die. Um, and that's why I'm, I'm pulling back from your life. And obviously this was 18, nearly 19 years ago, and I wasn't educated enough to be able to say, I'm not going to die, you know. Um, so really, I suppose my, my overall thought is just don't let the person that's telling you that they're HIV positive have to care for you as well, because quite often just telling your status is the biggest thing that you can do. Um, and so just, just, yeah, just be, just continue to love them and care for them and be their friend or be their partner or be whatever you are to them. Um, and, um, and educate yourself because, you know, the more that you know about HIV, the more that you can be a help to that person. Okay, so this is Stephen Hart from Hart Talks, just saying thank you and see you later. Well, I think it's safe to say that if anyone does disclose their HIV status to you, the best thing to do is not to collapse on the floor and start wailing. That's quite a dramatic response. I think that's so important, though, that he said, don't make the person that's disclosing to you care for you. No, and I like that he says, go away, do your own education, kind of get informed and then support them. That's such a good point. I think, yeah... It's human nature, isn't it, a lot of the time, it to kind of turn things around so it's on you rather than on the other person. And yeah. it is a shock when someone discloses their HIV status. But that is the time to not focus on yourself. That other person needs you and they trust you and they're disclosing to you because they need your support, not the other way around. Yeah, ex- exactly, exactly. That's So that is just something to consider. But I suppose oh, I think the hard thing is you never know who's going to react in what way. So it's just being prepared for any reaction, isn't it? Yeah, it is. Yes, absolutely. But I think as the person being disclosed to, you just need to bottle it up. You know, you might be shocked, you might be hurt, you might be scared. Go off, do your research. Because that's what being a good friend, a good partner, a good family member is, is all about, really. Yeah, absolutely. One of our service users, actually, we were chatting about disclosure um, recently and he said that I could use this for the podcast. Um, and he said that when he disclosed to his sister, he said, my sister burst into tears when I told her. He said, I swore at her. And again, I'm going to swear, guys. He said, I swore at her. I said, for fuck's sake, it's not a death sentence. There's worse things out there. You know, and I was like, do you know what? Good for you. Because what yeah. he didn't do there is go, oh, God, OK, yeah, we're going to look after you. Here we go. He's like, oi, stop it. No, not doing this. You don't need to be crying. Um, and so that's how he mm. dealt with that situation. Like, absolutely not. We're not having this. We're not having these tears. I think I'd, yeah, I think I'd be the same. Yeah. I don't know. Right. So I have another voice note from a lovely listener that you will definitely know, Sarah. Presenting Charlotte Leach. Oh, another person I love. Yeah. So we get to hear her voice now. We get to know what she sounds like. Hello, Jess, Sarah, all at EBPS and the whole lovely HIV podcast community. My name's Charlotte and I'm a big fan of the HIV podcast. I've been listening almost since the very beginning and I'm really, really excited to be able to contribute to this special episode on disclosure. 
I've been thinking a lot about what to say. And what really has struck me is that if somebody were to share their diagnosis with me, I would be really touched by that. I would be really honoured that somebody had felt comfortable enough to share that news with me and knew that I would be trustworthy, discreet and supportive with it. I also want to say as well that for me, having a diagnosis of HIV is an important part of who somebody is, but there are also many, many other parts of who, of what makes up somebody. So that one part of their HIV diagnosis does matter, but so does everything else. And that's what makes everybody whole and individual. So for me, it's about being open, supportive, discreet, listening to what people say, asking how I might be able to support them, giving them a hug, offering them a biscuit, cup of tea, or maybe even just a few sneaky chocolate buttons. Take care, everyone. Did that make your day, the chocolate buttons bit? It really did. She's, a, <laughs> she's just the nicest person. Yeah. And I feel we should have her on speed dial for when we have, well, we have calamities every day, don't we? Charlotte's probably like, absolutely not. <laughs> no, Charlotte, <laughs> yeah. don't give us your number, please. I'll be on the phone all the time. Again, it's that kind of measured voice. You know, if there was a, an emergency situation, Charlotte Leach should lead us out of it. She would be good. And I thought that was a really lovely voice note. Just on the whole, I thought really nice way to look at it. It is a really good way, isn't it? To think that someone trusts you enough to tell you and yeah. believes that you're going to support them. Yeah. So, yeah, no, I wish everybody looked at it that way. If somebody I love does disclose their status, they're doing it because they trust you to give a good response. Yeah, she looks at it as a rather than a shock, as an honour. Yeah. And that's that's a lovely flip of that, isn't it? Yes. yes. Really oh, like the reframing. Yes, I yeah. really do too. It's very clever. Yeah. 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 And so the last voice note that I have today. Okay. Are you ready? It's from the beautiful voice of uh, the other person that works on this podcast, part of our wonderful team, the lovely Zoe. Of course, she had to be involved, of course. So she had thoughts. And I was like, let's get them down, Zoe. Let's go. So working at TVPS has shown me that it's okay not to have all of the answers and people don't expect you to. As long as you vocalise this and do the work of getting HIV educated yourself and not putting the burden on the person themselves to educate you. Oh, oh, good word, Zoe. And she's right. We've just been saying this, haven't we? It's up to us to educate ourselves. Don't put the burden on the other person. Exactly. But you know what I would like to to circle back around to using mm-hmm. some business jargon? What Will said. So while it's important, I think, for everyone to get HIV educated and do that, it, it, so get yourself educated if someone discloses, I do like that he pointed out, perhaps don't then like a bull in a china shop, go in and try to like fix everyone's problems and be like, right, I know everything. Have you done this? Have you done that? So it's one thing to be educated, isn't there? And and understand. But there's another thing to then sort of try to meddle in someone's business, you know? Yes. No, I do understand that. I think it's human nature to want to fix something, isn't it? If you can see somebody's going through a difficult time, you want to make it better for them. But you've got to pick your moments. Yeah, absolutely. Absolutely. So I think we've had some amazing advice and it's been so lovely to hear people's voices. So thank you so much to everyone Mm. that sent us voice notes in. And I think we've had some great advice about if you're positive and you're thinking about disclosing. But Sarah, for people who are being disclosed to, I've got I've got a little takeaway for them. I've got a little I I put together a little acronym for them. There we go. She's been working on this for weeks, I bet. 
Right, Go on then. Look how proud you are of yourself. This is amazing. Okay, so top takeaways to remember if someone has disclosed to you. Number one, no asking how someone contracted. Now, I don't know if we've actually said that too much. I think that went alongside what Will was saying in terms of don't ask insensitive questions. We've said it before. It's none of your business and it doesn't matter. So that's number one, no asking. So N, that's what that begins with, doesn't it? See where we're going. Yeah. Number two, it's okay not to know everything, but be honest about that. Take the time to educate yourself, but then don't also become an expert and try to just give advice all over the place. So it's okay not to know everything. Three, be kind. Don't make assumptions or ask insensitive questions. And four, in capital letters, listen. I always use the phrase, right, with Ben and lots of people, actually. Um, So it's two ears for listening, one mouth for talking, and we should use them in that ratio. Oh, yeah. okay. And I think that's a good thing. So what does that spell? It spells nibble. So think HIV disclosure, think nibble. N-I-B-L, nibble. Sarah. N-I-B-L. No asking. Oh, I see. It's okay. I thought... Be kind. Listen. Nibble. I thought it would have an E on the end. Sorry. No, not that kind of nibble. It's just, you know, a vague acronym. Nibble. nibble. Yeah. So, you know, that's what to remember. So we hope this has been at all helpful i'm sure it will have been actually because we've had some absolutely amazing advice and it's been wonderful having input from from so many people on world aids day it really has and i hope your acronym really takes off i'm sorry i'm going to put it on the instagram page are think, you yeah think nibble nibble surely we live in a world of acronyms i'm joining in i'm yeah. trying to <laughs> you're just adding to the we always say we have too many acronyms in the hiv sector let's go all the way in you know really like, everything's an acronym Right. Okay. I I think it's good. And well done for working on that. (laughs) Thank you for humouring me, (laughs) even though it was terrible. Um, But that is all I have for today. Thank you for being here, Sarah. And I hope you're going to go back to your sick bed now. I think I will. Yes. I'm just going to rest because as we know, I've not just been sick, Jess. I've been very sick. The sickest. Yes. Yes. Yeah. The sickest. So you've, Mm. you've dragged yourself out of bed to do this for us today on World AIDS Day. And now off you go back to bed. We've got an exciting episode next week, though, as well, haven't we? So tell people what we have. So next week, we are looking at bug chasing. Is that right? Yes. Is that next week's episode? Yes, that is next week's episode. Sorry, I actually shouldn't ask you questions. You're not well. I will will do it. Bug chasing, yes. Yes. Or gift giving, as some people call it. It's where people want to catch HIV. Yeah, they're actively trying to contract it. Or, you know, it's long been sort of a bit of an urban myth, hasn't it? So we're going to look at all of that. So that will be... We are, yes. We're going to look at whether it actually does happen or whether it is an urban myth. Oh, I love it. I love an urban myth. You know, the ones where it used to be like an alligator, like lives in your toilet or something. I still get a bit terrified sometimes that something might bite my bottom. <laughs> Do you not? No, I've never once thought an alligator is going to come up through my <laughs> toilet and bite me. No, no, nobody does. I bet now everyone will be, what? I do. Do you? You never think that, that something might come out the toilet. Okay. I mean, an alligator, definitely not. It wouldn't be able to fit. What about a small one? We don't have alligators here, Jess. No, but they would, no, but so the the urban myth, isn't it, that that like a zoo or something like flushed one down the toilet. Sarah, I know it's not true. It's the same as my fear of clowns, my fear of tsunamis. I know we live mid inland. There is no sea. When I tell people I'm terrified of tsunamis, they're like, but you live in the middle of the country. It's not the point. It's an irrational fear. Do you not have irrational fears? I don't think I do. 
because I'm a normal grown up. <laughs> Savage. But fair Do enough. I have irrational fears? No, I don't worry about tsunamis or alligators or what was the other one? No, I do not have these. I don't oh. think. Oh, you no. must live such a charmed life. Well, it's going to the toilet must stressful. be a delight for you. Well, yes, because it's just a toilet. <laughs> Nothing's going to come up it. Maybe rats. If it was rats, I could oh understand it. Oh my god! It. I sometimes think a snake might. Yeah, a snake could. Yes. Why? Why are you feeding into this? I, I don't thought know. you said it was irrational. I'm no. never going to go to the toilet again. I'll be in the garden digging a hole. <laughs> That's worse. <laughs> oh, God. There's well, all kinds of things in your garden, isn't there? Worms and ants and, oh, no. No, no. I feel no. like we should leave this here. I feel like people who have are new to the podcast, who have gone, it's World AIDS Day, I'll come and have a listen, are now like, what the fuck is this? You know what we've done? What we've managed to do? It's derail a perfectly good episode right at the end. We've been on our best behaviour for the whole episode and we've ruined it in the last two or three minutes. Now, I've got an excuse. I'm extremely sick, but you haven't. I'm I'm just excited that it's WAD. I'm giddy as a kipper. (laughs) That's my excuse. Who uses that expression? Why are kippers giddy? What are you doing? Okay, let's just end the podcast now. I'm spinning to the bed. I feel like I've either got some hideous fever that's... Nothing this is, never no, happens. This is not real. Yeah. It's all a dream. I'll go lie down, I'll wake up, and I'll be like, that didn't happen. I think we just have to cut it off now, sir. Happy World AIDS Day, everyone. Yeah. Wear your ribbon, show your support, spread the U equals you message. Have a great day. Thanks for listening to the HIV podcast. If you enjoyed our podcast, please like, rate, and subscribe wherever you listen to your podcasts. You can now also follow us on Instagram and TikTok at The HIV Podcast for behind-the-scenes insights and video. The HIV Podcast is produced by Thames Valley Positive Support. Planning for your next trip? Elevate your travel style with Quince. Quince has all the jet-setting essentials you'll want for your next getaway, like European linen, premium luggage options, buttery soft Italian leather bags, and so much more. And it's all priced at 50 to 80% less than similar brands. Plus. Quince only works with factories that use safe and ethical manufacturing practices. Pack your bags with high-quality essentials you'll be wearing for vacations to come with Quince. Go to quince.com slash pack for free shipping and 365-day returns. Imagine the softest sheets you've ever felt. Now imagine them getting even softer over time. That's what you'll feel with and Branch's organic cotton sheets. In a recent customer survey, 96% replied that and Branch sheets get softer with every wash. Start getting your best night's sleep in these sheets that get softer and softer for years to come. Try their sheets with a 30-night guarantee. Plus get 15% off your first order at BowlingBranch.com. Code BUTTERY. Exclusions apply. See site for details.